0: Welcome back. We have a fantastic podcast for all of you today. Why do I know it's fantastic? Because this is a topic that Julie and I have talked about in our book, Harris Rules, which thanks to all of you is selling out. And if you want to get a copy of Harris Rules, it's available at Barnes & Noble. It's available at all kinds of booksellers. I'm told it's available at Target and... um, walmart of all places but you can also purchase the book and this is where we do it online at amazon so in any event harris rules is the name of the book this is something we talk about through uh, actually mostly in the last section of harris rules it's a fantastic topic if i might say so myself because it does really drill down on why a lot of you have decided to get into real estate and why all of you if you become successful and uh, in your real estate business or really any business it's because uh, you have um Maybe subconsciously already figured out most of what we're about to share with you, but the topic of today's podcast is your exact plan: how to become rich, how to become truly rich, and stay rich. And uh, this is something again I, I love this topic because it helps you. Got, I, the feedback we get after when we do shows like this is always oh, very nice. People say very nice things. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast.
1: Thank you, it's gonna be fun. And this was also a special request from several students who were uh, deep into the, Harris, the new expanded Harris Rules book, and were asking more about wealth creation and really getting it kind of connecting the dots between it's not just about the commission dollars that you make, it's what you do with it to take yourself and your family to the next level. So this is kind of a, a shout out to those people who made that special request.
0: Right. So here's the premise. And I we always like, you know, this is something that um, is it's the painful truth. How about that? Selling real estate will not make you rich. If you're good at selling real estate, it'll give you a nice lifestyle. But selling real estate itself won't make you rich. And I'm going to cut through it. and I'm going to tell some things to you guys that might make some of you mad. But it's the truth. Your real estate business isn't worth shit. No one's ever going to buy it from you it just won't be worth anything. They don't sell for anything. So it, it, the idea that you're going to have some assets that you can sell is a myth. Truth. That goes for brokerages as well. Your brokerage is not worth anything anyway, especially if the, you know, economic prognosticators are right that the market's starting to change. So where do you how do you build wealth in real estate? You build wealth from the profit you make from selling real estate. Now, I want you to, you know, essentially think about what I just said. You build wealth from the profit you make from selling real estate. That means that you have to have profit from selling real You not just sell real estate, right. but have profit from selling real estate that you can reinvest. And that's where, frankly, since really 2008, 2009, where so much of the industry from the practitioner's agents, you know, team, maybe small brokerages perspective, that's where everyone's gotten screwed up because the profit isn't there. I had a conversation with a really nice guy in Oregon who's got a team of seven people, I think it was. And, you know, he doesn't know his numbers exactly, which is kind of normal, but we got into it enough to realize that he's not making any real profit. He has a nice lifestyle that he's paying for his, you know, travels and his this and the other things, but he has no profit. He's not actually improving his net worth at all every single year. And here's ultimately what happens with businesses like that. You grow older every single year. And you become a broker every single year, but you still have this illusion of this really nice lifestyle that you continue to maintain. But you don't actually increase your net worth. And then what happens is the economy changes or something in your own personal economy changes. That would be, you know, something unfortunate financial happening or something, just some external thing basically puts pressure on your fragile uh, business model. And then the next thing you know, you are literally running Uh, negative, and then you're borrowing money, and then you're out of business. We've seen this happen so many times through so many different real estate cycles that it's so uh, painful for us to tell you that because we've experienced through coaching clients firsthand what happens when people wait too long. Our coaching business, by the way, just in case you guys are curious, in a changing market, does extremely well, better than in a hot seller's market. Which I think sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. Because people don't know what to do when things don't sell themselves. In a hot seller's market, guys, it's easy to be successful provided you can pick up some listings. Everybody wants to buy or sell real estate. It's easy. When the market starts to change, and sellers start losing money, when buyers start becoming nervous, when you know all these types of market gyrations start to really take hold in people's minds, and they lose confidence in the market, which is you know what we what appears to be. Maybe happening next year into the end of this year, but then what happens is people realize that they don't have, they're not as good as they thought they were, just being completely brutally honest, and they don't have the skill set that they thought they did. They don't know how to deal with sellers' emotions in a changing market. All these things are the types of things that happen, but really at the end of the day, guys, the reason you got into this business, I'm sure this is true for most of you, is the first question that we wrote down. And so before I get to the first question, I'll actually just read it to you. Why did you decide to become an agent deep down? Why did you actually decide to become an agent? I want you to think about this. And as you're thinking about your answer, seriously consider requesting a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And when you do, you're going to receive six of our books for free. The one is that you absolutely need to download right away is the Real Estate Treasure Map. It's your fill-in-the-blank business plan. It's actually your business and life plan. So all you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, you are going to be given those six free books, literally going to be texted back a link and then someone from our office is going to call and offer a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And the new member coach's job is to get you started actually on that real estate treasure map. So everything's very cohesive. So the first question we wrote down, by the way, just go ahead and text. You can do it while you're listening to us on your iPhones and your Androids. Go ahead and text the word Harris to 31996. All right. So the first question, Julie, was why did you mm-hmm. decide to become an agent deep down? Why? And what did, what were some of the things you'd written down from what people have told us over the years?
1: Yes, and for some of them, it's pretty easy because they got licensed yesterday, some of our listeners, and for others of you, (laughs) you got to think back 30, 40 years, okay? So wherever you fall in between, why did you decide to become an agent? What are some of the answers? You wanted to not have a boss. That's probably the number one thing we hear. You wanted to drop the boss and be your own boss. Okay, well, you did that. Good. Check. You wanted no one to control your schedule, nobody really to tell you what to do. Check. You wanted to, quote, own your own business. The romantic notion of the self-made man or woman appeals to you. It appeals to, you know, probably all of you guys listening. Own your own business. Run your own show. All right, check. You are doing that. Some days you realize that more than others, but you're doing that. All right, so what else? You wanted to be rich. Hmm. You wanted to have freedom. Is this done? We can say check, check, and check to the other three. But are you actually wealthy yet? This is the topic of this series of podcasts, Stages of Wealth Creation. Some of you listening, you probably can say yes, especially those of you who have been working on it, specifically following a plan. And kudos to you for setting the example. But for the rest of you, we have to deep dive into why that last one maybe doesn't have a check mark next to it. So we wrote down number two. What is your product? What do you produce? So, Tim, when we talk hey, Julie. to big crowds of eight – yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Julie,
0: let's hover back with what you just said. The word rich is offensive, let's be honest, to some people. <laughs> some people, even I though know. they won't admit it, are conflicted with the idea of being rich because they don't really have a clear definition of what rich is. Rich, for the most part, especially if you're a consumer of mass media, rich if you're being honest. If you're a consumer of mass media, is seen as being bad. In other words, you might actually subconsciously or consciously believe that in order for you to be rich, you have, to, or in order for someone to be rich, they had to have literally taken from somebody else. It's sort of like what we were talking about yesterday, in the idea of uh, scarcity versus abundance. So the scarcity mindset is, in order for one person to be rich, another person has to be poor. If you guys notice that that's a prevailing mindset in a lot of the sort of oh, Tim's about to get a little political, but here it is. It's true. And a lot of the socialized media that rich people are only rich because they take from the poor. You guys notice that? It's interesting, isn't it? It's bullshit, too, by the way. Rich people are rich ultimately. The reason why one person is rich, and the definition of rich, and you should adopt this for yourself, it makes life very much easier is rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. In other words, your money is coming in every single month for you automatically. You're not actually having to go out there and you know, do the actual work to earn the money. That's rich. And for you, maybe rich is 5000 a month or 7000 a month or it's 10000 a month, literally where you have money coming in to cover all your own personal bills. Come on, folks. That is rich. All of you can accomplish that in a very short period of time if you made focusing on that your goal. If you start making being rich, in other words, producing enough profit from your business that with that profit you then can reinvest it. That's how a lot of the most wealthiest families in the face of the earth have always made their money is they basically had successful businesses, they produced profit with the business they had reinvested in other things, and that wealth been accumulated. That's what you can do. that's the model to follow. Don't think your real estate business itself will make you rich it won't it, the profit from your real estate business will make you rich. And the definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And I'm going to give you one other little thing that I know that when we share this, not everyone but some people. This really hits home with them. Why is it that some people are rich and other people aren't? Okay, again, there's a lot of, and we wrote about this in our book, but there's a lot of people that will tell you, well, people are rich because they were, you know, they inherited it, or they had unfair advantages, or they had better education, or they were smarter, or they were better looking, or they were taller, or they smelled better, or they, blah 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 blah. You know what? Some, all, or none of those things might be true. We do know statistically that most of the first, most Americans in that are. Millionaires basically, are first generation millionaires. A vast majority of all the millionaires in America have made themselves millionaires and this and they've done it themselves in their lifetimes okay How does that relate to you when you are fa- when you are trying to really drill down on asking yourself why you're not rich, you have to start with a question. Why, what is my interpretation? What is my honest thinking about rich people? You might find that there's some crap in your head that you don't like that you maybe need to get rid of because if you associate bad things with people that are rich, why would you want to, you know, associate with those bad feelings? So you're going to use that as a rationalization not to even have becoming rich where your money works for you. You know i work for your money as a goal. Following me, listeners? Now here's the second part of this, and this is where it gets a little interesting. The reason that one person is rich or has more than another person isn't because they took it, stole it, or, you know, did something unscrupulous for it. It's because they have provided a, more of a product or service than you have, or another person have, breaking it down even more. There can be two doctors in the same town, two orthodontists, let's say, okay? One orthodontist is rich. He has, uh, you know, he's made himself a multimillionaire. And another orthodontist is basically struggling to get by, just lives month to month. So what's the difference between the two orthodontists? But they even went to the same school, they go to the same church, they know the same people, they're the same age, there's no obvious advantage one has over the other. It's because the first one, probably subconsciously, has figured out the very obvious uh, correlation between the number of patients that he sees, the number of people he helps, in other words, and the amount of money that he has. That's it. That's the whole damn formula I just gave it to you. So if you don't have the lifestyle that you want, if you don't have the stuff that you want, if you don't have a car that you want, if you don't have the shoes on the feet on your feet that you want, if you don't have the vacations you want, if you don't have the, you know, whatever that you want that you really really truly you know would love to have experienced and will maybe still experience in your lifetime. It's because you have not helped enough other people accomplish their goals. The connection between the number of goals that you can accomplish for yourself is directly tied to the number of people that you help accomplish their goals. That means in the real estate business, because most of you are listening are real estate folks, the number of people you help solve their problem, that would be buying or selling a house. But that is a there's a direct correlation between that number and the amount of then profit that you derive from your activities, and the amount of wealth that you can accumulate. That's the whole formula. Do not start breeding in extra politics or beliefs or sort of misplaced ideas about rich people and the eye of the needle and the camel and all that. Leave all that aside. Just focus on the fact that if you're not where you want to be financially in your life at this point, it's simply for the fact that you have yet to embrace the you know, obvious – if you look at this, think about this, it's so practical, tactical, and obvious – the simple fact that you have not yet helped enough people accomplish their goals, and, and that's the reason you're not accomplishing enough of your goals yourself. That's the reason why you're not winning at the highest levels because you're not helping other people win at the highest levels, and you have the perfect uh, you know, industry to help other people accomplish their goals because you've got a real estate license. You can help other people accomplish their goals by getting really, really good at your job, by making it so people want to do business with you, helping expires, helping, you know, unrepresented owners, helping, you know, buyers, just all these different types of things that you have the opportunity to do. You do that. You focus on being of service to other people, and trust me when I tell you the levels of success that you'll experience and the speed in which you experience those things will overwhelm you. It's a shift. You say mindset. I say it's activity, right? Mindset is something that comes and goes. That's the truth. What I'm suggesting is you just focus on the job, the action, the activity of being of service to other people, then all the other things. Oh, Julie, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, it does come down to that. You're right to drill down on their actual philosophy. A lot of people don't really have one. It's just so deep-seated they've got to really be introspective and think, what is your definition of wealth? What is your outlook on it? Um, We hear from a lot of our most successful coaching clients because other agents will say weird things to them from time to time. Um, You talked about, you know, it's not because you stole it from somebody or did something nefarious. They also sometimes get some blowback about, you know, working too hard, too many hours. They must be sacrificing something else. So the question is, what are your personal beliefs and is that congruent with your goals or do you need to really work on that? So uh, that's right. So
0: got, so here, here's really when sometimes you're, when you're, when you're, listening to Julie and I present topics like this and you're reading books on wealth creation and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's sticking, the reason it's not sticking with you is because ultimately you have some really unattended software that somebody loaded into your head at some point about really what it means to be rich. And at some point, it, you have to acknowledge the fact that when you see a rich person, when you hear about somebody being successful and you, your reaction is negative, you've got to listen to what you're saying. If you are hanging around other people whose reaction is negative, oh, why does he need that personal jet? Oh, my God. Imagine how many baby seals had to die for that personal jet to be fueled, right? Or, oh, my gosh, look at that show-off driving his Ferrari. What the hell? Nobody needs a Ferrari. Nobody needs a car that fast. Think how many homeless people, had, you know, wherever, he could be feeding with what he's paying for that Ferrari. Okay guys thinking about what I'm saying here, look to see where your own thoughts go when you're thinking about wealth creation and then say, hey, you know what? Maybe the reason that I'm not accumulating wealth is because I've associated bad things with wealth accumulation. I think wealthy people are greedy or evil or you know, somehow unscrupulous or all these other types of things. You need to level off there and think about what this this point is in order for you to be fully receptive to your potentiality as far as what you can accomplish in this life. I'm going to share, you, share with something uh, that I actually read. Um, I, I don't remember where I got this, actually, but we're all spiritual beings. I'm going to get a woo-woo on some of you, which I know some of you guys love it when I do this. But we're all spiritual beings, and we're in, in a physical manifestation, right? So if you believe that, what I just said, which most of you do, we're spiritual beings in a physical manifestation. That means while on this planet. We need stuff. We need shoes. We need houses. We need cars. We need food. We need stuff, right? You need to be, you know, air-conditioned if you're someplace hot. You need to, when you're wanting to travel, you need need to be, uh, you are needing material items. Why not have those material items be the nicest things you can possibly afford? Why is there nobility riding spirit, uh, flying in spirit air in the back of the plane versus no nobility in someone flying in a private jet? You guys ever thought about that, how screwed up some of your thinking is? And then you ask yourself, well, why is it that I haven't learned yet to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do at the highest level in my real estate business? Why is it that I'm, you know, here I am in the business after 10 years and I still really don't have a listing presentation? It's because you are in conflict about the accumulation of money, about earning a lot of money. You're actually confused about it. And chances are you surrounded yourself with other people who are equally as confused. Look, guys, I want to help you break free of that. That's Julie and I, one of Julie and I's many missions. If you want to talk with me directly about this, I want you to text me at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. You've got to get your head screwed on straight about this because you only live once and you're dead a real long time, right? You only live once and you're dead a real long time. You might as well make the most of this life because this might be the only life you get unless, you know. The whole reincarn- reincarnation thing is true. All right, so next point, Julie.
1: Next point is number two what is your product? What do you produce? And when we ask you guys this, you we know, get interesting, great answers, happy clients, service, those things are true, but that's not your product. And this is, hey, Julie, is you're digitizing. the are conversation. Okay.
0: You're digitizing. So yeah. back so. to you. Yeah, back to you. This is Julie and I still getting our technology sorted out now that we're in Puerto Rico. So you guys are listening to us as we troubleshoot live. See if this is anybody. All right, right. so, but yeah, it's a little better. Okay, so let's get to the next point. Um, All right, what point was it, Julie? Oh, that's right. So Uh, what is your your product? product? That was a great. Right, your product is profit. So when asked what your product is, when you're thinking about what it is that you produce, Agents will typically say things like, happy customers, you know, sold houses. They have all these sort of like touchy-feely answers. But the real answer should be when asked or when you're thinking about what it is that you produce, you produce profit. Here's a great book that all of you guys should get. Um, Profits Aren't Everything, They're the Only Thing. Oh, gosh, Tim, I want to have a, a team where we're all working on our big whys. Okay, got it. How's that work out for you in a recession? It won't. You won't survive. So I seriously challenge all of you to get that book. Profits Aren't Everything, They're the Only Thing. And then absolutely positively consume that wonderful book. Uh, don't be surprised if you don't like a lot of it because it definitely flies in the face of a lot of the touchy-feely stuff that's been so – common in the real estate space, you know, you're know, you not going to hear a lot about team building, for example. You're going to hear a lot about how to build profit, how to cut unnecessary expenses. Maybe consume that book before the market changes, just saying. Okay, so we talked about number point number three already. We'll talk about it a little bit more. What is rich? Does selling real estate make you rich? Nope. <laughs> we already talked about that. Selling real estate does not make you rich. It's what you do with a profit as a result of selling real estate. If you're not making a profit, if you're spending all your money on lead generation, if you're spending all your money on your branding, if you're spending all your if you've ever heard somebody say—and I've heard this before too, especially from these folks on stage, right? I—we're selling 600 houses per year. We're, we're expanding. We're an expansion team. We have—okay, those are all great things. It's—I'm sure—massively time-consuming to do all that stuff. It sounds incredible to have to. Okay, got it all. That's interesting. What's your profit? uh uh we're not uh what profit yeah yeah what do you have so from all these house sales and all this work you're doing what's your what's your profit well, I mean, it's not we don't really go, okay, I don't okay, here's the profit, most teams don't make a profit ninety four percent of all teams don't make a profit, and most teams i mean literally make no profit, and most teams are making a profit of less than five or six percent, so they're literally making no money. There's a cold hard fact for you, and then what happens is a lot of these teams they'll say things like, "Well, what we're doing is we're building the business, and um, we're anticipating that we'll be profitable within the next five years, and then we're going to sell the business or we're going to expand and we're going to do it." Why? Why would you go through all that risk? Why would you even think that that's possible? Do you know of anybody that's been successful doing that? No. Where you can? Your job when you got into this business hypothetically if you didn't think about it think about it now was to be rich where your money was working for you and you no longer had to work for your money and if you've gone down this sort of team black hole or a lot of the other things we rally against on this podcast you have probably don't even have any profit or more enough profit left over other than just to pay your bills and support a lifestyle you're not accumulating any assets and you're told yourself that's normal that's okay I realize that that's the lie that you've come to believe. But what I'm suggesting to you is while you still have time, why don't you instead of just churning out real estate transactions just for the sake of saying you sold 600 houses, instead of doing that, why don't you just start focusing on what your profit margins are? You know, Chuck Williamson, I talk about this guy because he's this absolute stud. He has one assistant. He sells 170 houses a year. He does a majority of of, of the listings. Basically, all he does is listings. He takes an average of a listing a day. And his profit from his company, from his practice, is like 93% before taxes. He has no expense. He does not do any branding. He does not do any marketing. He does not do any of this silly passive crap. He's 100% proactive. One of my favorite coaching clients ever, to be honest with you. You know, But that's, this guy is a, for example, of somebody who has absolutely embraced the idea that the whole damn point of being in real estate is to be of service to other people and make a ton of profit. And what do you think he's doing with all that profit? He's not spending it on boats and Bentleys. He's buying investment properties. He's making himself rich and making it so that like, he's in his 40s. He's making it so before he's 50, he has enough passive income coming in that he doesn't have to work anymore if he chooses not to. Isn't that the reason you got into real estate? I've had coaching clients before that basically had the goal of making $5,000 passive income. They wanted to basically have $5,000 coming in, so essentially they were rich. That, in their world, paid for all their personal overhead. Right? And so what they did is they didn't, knowing that was the goal, then they just figured out how many rental properties, and that, and you know, most people buy rentals. They figured out how many rental properties they had to buy, how much they'd have to put down, what the cash flow would be from every rental property, and exactly the math down to almost the month as far as how long it would take. And then they do it. I remember this one guy in New Jersey, his name is Michael. I don't know if he still listens to the show or not because I'm not even sure he's really buying – he's not even active in the market anymore maybe. But his goal was 7500 a month. And when I put that goal in front of him and made it clear that that's the way he could basically become rich where his money is working for him and he no longer worked for his money, he did it a year and a half. He accumulated enough rental properties that he didn't have to work anymore. He still did. And with the property, he was in reinvesting it and making himself even wealthier. You guys get it? Why don't you choose that opposed to the path of ego, of being, having this vision of yourself where everyone's kissing your butt because you're selling hundreds of houses per year, even though in the back of your head you know you barely have enough money to you know, pay for your kid's college tuition? Why don't you start thinking about why you originally got in this business? Forgive yourself for getting sidetracked from what your original intention was. Don't beat yourself up over that anymore. Just say, okay, I went down this team path. It wasn't what I thought it was. Okay, I went down the branding, the lead buying path. It wasn't what I thought it was. It's okay. I'm going to do something different now. Be bold. Be courageous. You know, there's, there's a difference between quitting, guys, and quitting while you're ahead And there's also the fortitude and the guts to admit when you're going down the wrong path to actually change it. You need to seriously consider before the economy and the market changes what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And remember, the whole point of you being in this business is to make profit, and with those profits, you reinvest, and then you become rich. Look, guys, if you want to talk to me directly – And my cell phone number is 512-758-0206. If you want to speak with one of our new member coaches and receive those six free books, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. You guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show manana. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.